This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome everyone to Hans Shop First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week we're talking about the long kiss goodnight. It's not a dick, it's a duck. (laughs) Real quick, Jeff, did you almost say somebody else's name when you were introducing yourself just now? I hope not. Okay. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) No, what I was going to do is I was going to introduce as a... uh, May the fourth be with you oh. type thing. And yeah, then yeah. I decided I'll save that to later. But now that okay. you brought it up, may the fourth be with you. Okay. Yeah. I just, yeah. I heard that little hitch. So, so we're doing the long kiss. Good night. Yeah. It's an honor. Star Wars. We're doing the long kiss. Good night. Starring yeah. Mace Windu. It's true. But mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure somebody else in this movie has worked on Star Wars at some point. Right. I think Gina Davis was one of the bodyguards of Padme. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh. Or maybe she was Jira selling the old stuff, the old fruits and Tatooine. Oh, storm's coming, any Storm's coming, any. <laughs> I I heard she was actually the mocap actor for Watto. <laughs> <laughs> maybe the voice actor, too. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know. She's got range. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, uh, The Long Kiss Goodnight. This movie came out in 1996. Uh, written by Shane Black, directed by Rennie Harlan, starring Gina Davis, Samuel L. Jackson. Those are the big two. Yeah. Brian Cox is in it for a little bit. Yeah. Craig mm-hmm. Bierko. I don't know who that is, but sure. <laughs> He's got a cool name. Uh, David, one David of the Morris. bad guys from The Rock is in it. Yeah. Um, one of the yeah. bad, good, bad guys. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, all right, uh, Scott, this is your movie. Uh, what's your history with this film? So, I I did see this in theaters. Uh, this is uh, before I really knew who, who Shane Black was. Uh, well, I'm sure we'll have mm-hmm. more to say about that as we go along in the podcast. Uh, but I, I, I do remember enjoying it greatly at the time. This, this is really the first movie I remember uh, seeing Sam Jackson in. Um, yeah, I, I recognized him from being in Jurassic Park, but you know, in Jurassic Park, I was I wasn't like, oh, it's that guy. Like, I I'd, I'd never really seen him before in anything, um, at least when I was younger. Uh, right. You know, older, you've seen him pop up in, in quite a few things, but uh, like Pulp Fiction's before this too. But did you watch that yet, or no? I I might have, yeah. but yeah, I didn't. I don't think I I would have made that that connection. Gotcha. Uh, mm-hmm. Or. or or I, w- I think I would have if I had seen it. Is, is what I should say. Um, yeah, it's this is a. I, I wouldn't call it slick necessarily, uh, but but it definitely is uh, a snappier action movie. This this is like uh, in in the vein of uh, Die Hard for sure. Like she spends half the movie in a white tank top. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. this movie was definitely taking cues from from movies before it. Um, yeah, I, I felt like this one is like flew under the radar too. Uh, I think this is a very solid action movie. As, as, as we'll get yeah. to it, uh, mm-hmm. 
And then, yeah, it just kind of disappeared. Like, a lot of people hadn't seen it. Mm-hmm. All right. Alex. What's your history? I believe I saw this in the movie theater as well. This was one of the movies that we saw uh, a trailer for in the movie theater, I think. And then it was one of those where the trailer ended and me and my dad just looked at each other and go, yeah, we're watching this. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that looks awesome. Uh, yeah, we watched it. We loved the movie. And, and then, yeah, kind of just like disappeared from people's minds, which is a shame because uh, this came on the... Like, was this before... This had to be before Xena, right? Before what? Xena. I don't know about that. Well, yeah. It, it came in an era where, where we were starting to have, like, really good, strong female action leads. Um, like, I honestly don't remember anything, like, between this and, like, Red Sonja. <laughs> like, like there, yeah. I mean, there, that isn't to say there, hasn't, there haven't been uh, good, good female heroines... Uh, you know, speaking of uh, Schwarzenegger, like uh, Samuel Bergman and Conan is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, but, but yeah, not not a lot of Ellen Ripley. Yeah, we get we get Ripley, yeah. um, Sarah Connor. Yeah, we get Ripley, Sarah Connor. Um, I. That's it. <laughs> yeah, I, I just yeah, yeah, I I would say that uh, as as good as uh, Sarah Connor is. Takes a backseat to Arnie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, even though she's arguably the, the hero of the movie. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, Ripley though. Yeah, that was that's a good point. Uh, okay. So yeah, but certainly I mean, no it's, action it's, stars though. Yeah, they weren't like uh, leading roles in action films. Uh, at least ladies weren't being cast at that. So this was like relatively fresh, something like kind of new. Uh, I, I, I want to say that it's getting better. You know, now we see a lot more women in leading action roles. See Black Widow coming up. Um, was it Atomic Blonde? Was it Johansson in the other one where she had mind powers? Lucy was awful. Lucy. <laughs> that but the movie was terrible. No, I mean if, uh, like, Mad Max. Well, I was. I, That's a good one. Yeah, yeah. like yeah, the Furiosa. Um, the, the movie that came to mind as I was watching this was actually Kill Bill, but we'll, we'll talk more about that. Oh, yeah, that too. Oh. Yeah. So when I was watching this movie, Jason Bourne came to mind. Actually, I was thinking of Terminator too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this movie really does remind you of a lot of action movies. So when you mentioned like female leads, I just remember, remember that crappy movie by Bridget, Bridget Fonda. I'm looking it up now. 1993. Unde- <laughs> Undefeatable? Oh, oh, Point of No Return. Yes. Yeah, that was a that was a remake of a French flick, La Femme Letale. Or sorry. La Femme Nikita. La Femme Nikita. La Femme Nikita. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. La Femme Nikita. Um, so that's yeah. right. Yeah, I, I remember that. that's one of the few foreign films that I watched when I was a kid, La Femme Nikita, because we watched that and then we watched the re- the remake, the US make. Yeah. Nice. I sort of the the point of return. The only thing I remember is her diving down the laundry chute. That was yeah, like the, it was in the trailer. That, yeah, that was that was the trailer bait for that movie. Yeah, the slow motion dive down the. <laughs> All right. Uh, well, my history of this movie is I didn't see it until yesterday. Um, I I remember the title when you guys brought it up. I'm like, oh, I think Sam Jackson that is in that. I didn't know Gina Davis was. I had no idea what the concept was, but I remember I remember it coming out, and I remember like I said, you guys were mentioning Sam Jackson was kind of coming into our our world at that point with Pulp Fiction, Jurassic Park. Um, 
what every other thing you know a couple years after this is is star wars right this is 96 99 is phantom menace so there is a bunch of stuff that uh, was putting him into our at least on my radar um but yeah my history was just with this and we'll talk about it uh scott so since this is your movie why don't you lead us off what is your number seven uh number seven we're gonna start off with a gripe um so this is alvin silvestri uh one of the go-to composers for for movie scores i think i think silvestri is the guy that that most recently or most famously has done the avengers uh like forrest gump i think was him um the the score here is okay. I, the first half of the movie, I, I don't know whether they phased it out or I just stopped noticing it. Like I started actively ignoring it. They they were using like the Hollywood silencer as like a drum beat for for pretty much all of the early like action sequences, and it was awful. Like it was just a really? bad choice. Yeah, I, I know there was one guy that was actually. Holding a gun with a silencer. Right, no, every time it went off, I was like, is somebody shooting a gun? Like, nope, nope, that's just what they they went with here. Um, and I can't help but think pew, that, pew. that they were going pew. for... Yeah, that, that's pretty much... <laughs> it's almost exactly what it sounds like in the huh. end of the score. And, and it was not not a good choice. Um, you know, Getting a little experimental. Like, I get it. You're a movie composer, you want to do some different things. So this, this did not work. Hmm. Well, I never noticed it, but now I'm afraid next time I watch the movie, I'm going to go, damn it. <laughs> now I can't unhear that. Yeah. All right. Uh, Alex, which number seven? My number seven is, <laughs> is when they're in the building <laughs> running away and stuff, and uh, <laughs> they, they toss a grenade, and Samuel Jackson's like, fuck it, run, get out of here. That is the strongest fucking grenade I've ever seen <laughs> in my entire Well, str- strongest slash weakest. <laughs> yeah, that too, yeah. It was all talk. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, all, it's all fire and fury. It was, it was one of those, nothing. Yeah, it was one of those flame grenades. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, that made me laugh out loud. <laughs> I mean, it was a cool action sequence, but it's like it's a it's a grenade. I mean, nowadays you see I, I would consider a more realistic take on grenades where they blow up and shrapnel gets stuck in people and, and whatnot. But it doesn't like explode into a giant ball of fire that shoots out of windows. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Also, why didn't he just... They ran over it. If you're going to run by it, just kick it. <laughs> yeah, I was Get like, back. man, this is, they threw that grenade way early. <laughs> all right. Uh, my list here is it's kind of all over the place. Uh, and my number seven goes to a random scene, which I didn't mind, but it was random, is when they're, when they're first driving together, and then there's the big-breasted chick running down the street. <laughs> down the highway, for fuck's sake. It wasn't even like yeah. it was a normal street. Which, whatever, and he swerves. That whole scene just seemed so weird. Like, that didn't really set up anything, did it? Did I miss something where, like, I thought, oh, this is going to come back later, where, like, you find out, you know, he talks about, I don't know, you know, it's just guy things or whatever. I don't know. It just. Yeah, I, I think that was, was weird. Just buddy cop shit that they were trying to work in. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, obviously, it's not a buddy cop movie, but this is the, a lot of that, that formula is here. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was first of all it was ridiculous that she was running like on a highway. It wasn't even yeah, like a residential street. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't training even, for a marathon. I didn't, I didn't really think about that. Yeah. <laughs> just training then, for a marathon. You know, 
It was ridiculous. So there it is. The, the jogger is my number seven. <laughs> jogger, soft chip. Yeah, yeah. Scott, number six. Uh, <laughs> number six, and, and this is a vintage uh, Shane Black, which I'll have more to say about further down my list. But the but there's a dick gun. <laughs> oh, that's my number six as that, well. That comes into play. Um, and, and it doesn't feel dumb, which to, to his credit, to the I movie's know. credit. Um, but they get set up. Uh, uh, I, don't, I don't mention to Brian Cox. I don't know if you guys have him on his list, but he, he pretty much gets the, the funniest lines in the movie. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, just him throwing out that exposition. Like any, anybody short of Brian Cox, I think it would have sounded like just eye-rollingly ridiculous. Here it's like, well, that's ridiculous, but it's funny. <laughs> yeah. And he just outlines like where he keeps his guns for no reason. Uh, it's like, oh, I wonder if that's going to come into play later. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. kind of not for no reason. He's like, yeah. damn, how many guns you got? Right. Then he tells him. Well, I mean, so, him him answering him, though. Anyway. I uh, can honestly tell you, I wasn't sure that was him under the water the whole time. Like, it kind of looks like him, but I wasn't sure until she pulled the gun out of his pants. Yeah, th- there was a string of movie where, like, Brian Cox was always playing, like, the old CIA guy, <laughs> like, in the 90s. Yeah. Like, that was that was the go-to guy. Cause he was in this. He was in... Have, have we done Glimmer Man? <laughs> oh man, no. we gotta fucking do that. I say man. yes, no, that we means gotta, you're not gonna. Oh, we gotta do it. Oh, oh we're put doing it on the it. list. We're doing it. We're doing it longer. Uh, is that um, what was that shitty uh, Keanu Reeves, where he's like the nuclear physicist? Uh, chain reaction. Oh, oh yeah, that, that one. Um, I don't remember that one. Yeah, Keanu Reeves is a nuclear physicist. Whoa. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, I mean, if Denise whoa. Richards can do it, anybody can. I was gonna say yeah, it's him and Denise Richards. Yeah. And I said, but even all, like in X Men, he's kind of playing the same character too. True. Yeah. yeah. That, that Striker. Yeah. Striker. Yeah. So. Don't tell me, don't lecture me, boy. I was sucking mom. I was fighting people, mom. You were sucking mom's titties. <laughs> Dead on. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and then he pretty much has the same scene in Braveheart. Oh, in Latin, if you're prepared. Something we'll have to remedy we'll now, is it? Remedy that. <laughs> yeah. I'll believe that when my shit turns purple and tastes like rainbow shit. Is that what I sound like? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright, that's my number six. Alright, Alex, number six. Also my number six. Uh I I love it. Because I knew I remembered, vaguely remember a couple things from this movie. That's one of them that Gina Davis pulls a gun out of some guy's pants. But I didn't know that, like, that it was set up like pretty brilliantly because it's he he just tossed that thing out there like it was like a one liner like some stupid joke, like it's like okay, but if you're coming in fresh, it's like well, does it really keep a gun in there? It doesn't matter. He just said you know some stupid shit to be funny, and then it pays off and it saves Gina Davis's life. It does. Mm-hmm. All right. Speaking of Gina Davis, my number six is Gina Davis, and I don't. I can't say that I like her performance, and I can't say I disliked her performance. It's, I can just it's, say it's, it was a performance. It's, it's Gina. Gina. <laughs> Gina Davis. Really? You didn't like her in this? No, it was weird. And I don't know if I just... For me, she's just the girl from League of Their Own. <laughs> I don't know. And then we saw her on the fly recently and stuff. But I don't know. If I, don't, I don't know. It, it was... I thought when she turned into, like, you know evil spy version of, like she was a little over the top and, and then when she, she turned was almost, into barbed wire 
Yeah, and then she's a little too homey at the beginning. I don't, I, just, I didn't hate it. Like I said, I just I don't know how I feel about it. It stood out to me. I was like, I kept watching the whole time. Like, do I like this or do I not like this? So that's why it's my number six. <laughs> Gina Davis, Scott, number five. Okay, uh, number five is the the water wheel scene, and this this actually combines with the dick gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was a very uh, effective like kind of torture scene. Um, it was a cool setting. Uh, just the, the there was a great makeup job to like make her look like she was basically going through hypothermia. Um, and her going under. Um, David Morris is is great here. Just kind of smugly uh, pulling her in and out. Um, and it was it was a really good uh, way to finally have her snap back into her her old persona or. or Get her full faculties back, however you want to phrase it. Uh, mm-hmm. She, uh, you know, rather than um, slowly coming back, uh, you start to get bits and pieces, but like something this traumatic is is what jolts her, and it uh, it also makes for a good like why didn't they just kill her? <laughs> kind of scene. Which this movie, yeah. Oliver mentioned, this movie is riddled with that. Like, <laughs> yeah. if you're gonna shoot, shoot. Don't talk about it. Um, a lot of those moments in this movie uh but actually this like because he wants to torture her to death like so it makes sense like it, it's not like he left her alone and then she escapes or something so uh yeah I, I thought i thought the whole thing was was very effective and cool looking i got a lot of um i can't remember the, the pit of despair from princess bride vibes <laughs> from this scene. water wheel on both of them yeah, so yeah that, that is true yeah what is the name of the machine in Princess Bride? I think they just call it the machine. The yeah, machine. The okay. machine. Machine. All right, Alex, number five. My number five is I love how the first <laughs> uh, the first fourth of this movie is just like a Hallmark thing. If you didn't see any trailers, you just sat down to watch this movie. It's like, okay, what am I watching here? Some Hallmark rom- Christmas rom-com? Pretty awesome. Uh, since it's it's just a stark contrast with the rest of the movie, and then when the action starts picking up, and Gina Davis gets the shit beat out of her, it's, it's pretty badass. It's it's an effective way of having like her old life come back to haunt her in this you know new idyllic place that she's built for herself. Yep, yeah, I agree. And and this is another question. Now, forgive me because as I was watching this, I was a little tired. Um, <laughs> Do they ever explain? I mean, they must have. Like, why? How did she got the amnesia from escaping? Right, and they shot her, and she fell. Never mm-hmm. mind. They did explain right. all that. Yeah. Okay. I was thinking at the time, like she, she wanted to forget. It was one of those. Like, it was almost a self-induced thing. Mm. She wanted to get. Like, she got pregnant. It was kind of almost like you mentioned the Kill Bill thing, where she kind of she had this spy life. She got impre- she got pregnant, and then she kind of wanted to get out of the business, and they did something to her so she would forget, and that never paid out. For me, that's what I was thinking was going to happen. I see. Um, no, she got shot in the head. Yeah. Okay. All right. Then she uh, thought she was a chef. Yeah. Chefs do that. Yeah, chefs do that. Uh, my number five is my first of just like weird sequences in the movie, and it's the ice skating scene where she's skating on the, you know, the skates and shooting <laughs> the cars. And... I think I've never seen that before in a movie. Yeah, that was uh... Home Alone. <laughs> Well, not quite. Not headshots. <laughs> <laughs> just get out, got your skates on, and skating, and yeah. Mm-hmm. So, 
Jada Davis skating on ice, shooting people in the head, driving cars. Scott, why not? Number four. Okay, my number four. Um, again, this is, this is vintage Shane Black. This is kind of he, he goes back to the well in a few things here, um, as he pretty much always does in his movies. Uh, we could have used this as a Christmas movie, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I, didn't, uh, I forgot that it. Yeah, was yeah. I, Christmas. I, but it's like I saw Shane Black, and then I saw the Christmas ornaments, and I was like, "Oh!" <laughs> During the opening title sequence or the credit sequence. Uh, so yeah, we got got all the Christmas stuff. Um, get like the snappy buddy dialogue. Um, there's some really funny lines uh, with that. The uh, <laughs> when when Sam Jackson says uh, he doesn't want to put the the gun in his pants because he doesn't want to shoot his dick off, and she says, "Oh, so you're a sharpshooter now." Like, uh-huh. <laughs> uh that that made me chuckle. Uh yeah, like them them as awkward as the 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 booby jogger as we'll call her <laughs> was that was mm-hmm. some, some some funny dialogue there um with with her um talking about like congratulations you saw some tits. It was, it was basically her reaction. Um, <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um the, the the clever use of toys <laughs> that that come that seems to come up a lot. Uh I think it was um, in like even in, what, what was the latest one really? Uh, like um, Iron, Man, Iron 3. Man Three, yeah, yeah, the giant <laughs> teddy bear, which is like pisses her off. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he uses, uses toys a lot. Um, you you have the the, the self aware villains, um, which which are always fun. Um, Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is definitely feels like Shane Black movie, even if he was not the director. All right, mm-hmm. yeah, uh, the, definitely the Christmas stuff. And I did. I don't pay attention to the toy stuff. I guess I gotta watch for that more in his movies. Yeah. All right, Scott. I mean, sorry, Alex. Number four. My number four is I loved that car crash. I forgot how brutal it was <laughs> from watching it. Oh my gosh, yeah, the, the dirty old man tries to cop a feel, and then there's a deer in the road, they crash right into it, because I remember, I thought she swerved away, and that's how they got into a crash. Nope, they barrel right into that deer, and his legs are still alive and kicking, and everything, and then she swerves, she flies out of the fucking car as soon as they hit that tree. That was amazing. Yeah. And she puts that deer out of his misery, and the old pervert dies. Are like don't deers kill more people than any other animal or something like that? Like deers and elk and because those will f- like fuck yeah. up your car. Like you might as well run into a brick wall. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like my uh, I you know not to get too dark here, but uh, my uncle on a motorcycle hit a deer, and oh and, shit, and that was it. Oh my gosh. So, yeah, that sucks. Yeah, Sorry, man. It's fuckers. Fuckers. <laughs> um, All right. Since, since we're, we're talking about Shane Black, though, real quick, uh, director Rennie Harlan um, definitely used Gina Davis and uh, Sam Jackson more than once. Uh, this Rennie Harlan directed Cutthroat Island. <laughs> um, Yay! So, uh, actually, neither of them in this movie, but Die Hard Two was was Rennie Harlan. Uh, Deep Blue Sea. <laughs> Uh, they ate me. Fucking shock <laughs> ate me. Sam Jackson. Um, after that, 
not a lot of uh, notable stuff from him, really. Uh, Legend of Hercules in 2014, which was the... Was that the... Was that The Rock? No, I think that was the Kellen Lutz one. <laughs> oh. 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 <laughs> Those... We should we should do. We should we need to figure out a way that we can do both those movies at once, because <laughs> I think they're both bad but in different ways. <laughs> Double feature, <laughs> compare and contrast. Yeah, yeah. Did you yeah, say cliffhanger yet? He did cliffhanger. Oh, did he do cliffhanger? Okay. Yeah. So yeah, he. I feel like he's like a poor man's John McTiernan. Yeah. Hmm. Being generous. Yeah. <laughs> All right, uh, my number four, uh, speaking of toys, is what's with the doll? So the villain gives him the doll, and then had the kerosene in it? Like, what the fuck was going on there? You didn't get that? that No, I missed something. (laughs) That was very gratuitous. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I was saying. He just gives the kid the doll because, you know, even though she's going to die, he's not completely heartless. I think he's trying to fool himself or whatever. Right. And being a little bit compassionate. But then Gina Davis and the kid fall down that chute, and G- and it's super dark, so she just starts shooting everywhere, thinking that she might be surrounded. And it turns okay. out it's just a room full of kerosene. Okay. So Does then... she just filled up the doll with kerosene? Yeah. Okay, I guess I missed that scene. I mean, I, <laughs> well, I remember no, exactly what you're talking about. I missed that exact moment because, yeah, I was like, "What the fuck?" They don't, they don't, no. they don't show her <laughs> yeah, filling they don't it up. Show her filling it up, but they show a shot of Gina Davis close up. Then she looks at the doll. Then she looks at the kerosene. Then back to Gina Davis. Then back at the doll. And then the scene ends, and it's like, "Hmm, I think something happened with the doll and the kerosene." <laughs> so I'm surprised you didn't pick up on that. No, but like I said, I was coming back from my trip. I was watching this very tired, so I was missing some stuff. Okay. I was like, Jeebus, H, how many times are we going to go around the circle here? Because then I was wondering if that guy was somehow in on it and he was helping her out or something. I was like, what the? That never, like, I missed something. All right. That's my number four. So that answers that question. So I guess it's not a real number four, but it is now. Yeah, there it is. Scott, number three. Okay. Uh, my number three is uh, Craig Bierko here. Uh, the uh, the erstwhile villain here. Um, he's a, a lot of fun uh, mugging for the camera. Uh, he gets some some really great villainous lines, uh, but some of them are a little borderline cartoonishly evil, but <laughs> still fun. Uh, you know, like he. he Tells him to bring his little bitch inside. Um, just the the way he seems to alternate between uh, between psycho and and uh, professional. Uh, just has the shit eating grin on his face before he's about to kill people uh, or mm-hmm. try to, anyways. Um, yeah, he's, he's a lot of fun here as, as a as a shit heel villain uh, without uh, without being forgettable. Agreed. Yep. I think I think I'm dying. Continue dying. Oh yeah, the, the, yeah. Continue dying. <laughs> Out. Yeah, yeah. That's that's great. All right, Alex, number three. My number three is I couldn't pick a single action scene, but all of it is just fucking over the top action. Uh, that the the 
pretty much the first one in in the house in the kitchen and everything with the shotgun slash rocket launcher that he comes in with what oh, that's pretty and that was i didn't not remember how brutal this movie was jeebus h that we already mentioned the 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 flame the, the flame grenade uh yeah the the car chase with the semi everything there's there's definitely some uh, like desperado physics in play here oh yeah, yeah. I have a little more about to say this. <laughs> oh, there it is. Ridiculous action. Yeah. Uh, my number three is Sam Jackson. Um, while I wasn't sure whether I liked Gina Davis or not in this movie, I definitely like Sam Jackson in this. Just enough humor. Um, he just keeps getting... And he's not really... The, you know, he's not the tough guy in this movie. He helps out every once in a while, but he's getting his ass kicked. And he's By the end of this movie, he's just a mess. Um, but it's mainly the humor that he brings to it. So, I love the scene where she, why do you even bring me around? She's like, I don't know either. She kicks him out of the car. He just lays on the middle of the street, <laughs> pulls out a cigarette, and that was a cool scene. And so, Sam Jackson is my number three. All right, Scott, number two. Number two uh, is Sam Jackson. Uh, every, everything you said, uh, it, it is. Uh, Kind of cool to see Sam Jackson when, yeah, he's he's not the he's not the tough guy. He's not the he, he's one of the heroes of the movie, but uh, he's he's not an ass kicker. Uh, he, he's very much an everyman in in this movie. Um, I, I really like the the final scene with him when he's with Larry King. Um, yeah, I, I like his character just like still doesn't have enough self-awareness to like to realize like this this is going to be like a really good thing for him but he's got to make like some dumb joke about <laughs> about uh what would he say he's always earnest and frank <laughs> with, yeah. with women <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm i'm earnest in new york and frank in chicago yeah or whatever it was which, which is a super dad joke but uh yeah mm-hmm. but it's like he, he, he that's his like like go-to thing to do <laughs> like he can't help himself uh yeah he, he's, he's a lot of fun here okay another thing i didn't catch why was he on to her to begin with like why was he investigating the amnesia girl so so gina davis's character had put out feelers to multiple private investigators and okay. they all failed her um so like I don't know if she was doing it one by one or, or, or at the same time, but she happened to be employing him at the time. And, then right, and he was showing up when all that shit happened to her when they attacked her. Well, he was he was going so his partner, whatever the one that helps him set up the the sting mm-hmm. <laughs> with, with the. I don't know if talked about this with the with the the guy that's like puking on the floor, like his yeah, shirt's all dirty. Yeah, yeah. Like that that actor, by the way, not not the. The guy pretending to be a cop with the guy they bust, quote unquote. That, oh yeah, that 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 guy's been in a million things. That guy's from uh, speaking of Rennie Harlan is in uh, Cliffhanger. Um, it's a uh, yeah the uh, his so that woman that was pretending to be the prostitute, she actually finds something, lets him know, so he's going to her house to like bring her that information. So that's gotcha. why that's why. He, he he was there like that's why he was there yeah I mean it's still a coincidence mm-hmm. that he was there right when that happened but sure. like, he had a reason for going 
And then she's not, because that's what I kept thinking. She was in hiding. She wasn't in hiding. She had no idea who she was. Like, well, if you're in hiding, why the hell are you being the grand marshal of a parade? Exactly. (laughs) But she didn't. Yeah. She had no idea. Okay. Um, All right. That was my number three, right? So, Scott, number two? That was my number two, was Sam Jackson. Okay. All right. So, Alex, number two. My number two is the kerosene baby explosion. Kerosene baby. From what I, from, I remembered that she had the the baby doll with the kerosene, and that's how she escaped the meat locker. But I did not know that she blew up the whole fucking building in order to do it. That was awesome. Oh, this movie was like, oh, I, I, this is when this happens, and then it just, but intended, blew me away. It's like, holy shit. And then Sam Jackson lands in the snow, and he throws a knife at a guy like, it keeps going. Like, it wasn't just a giant explosion. That a guy gets a knife in the throat. Yeah. Yep. It's a, that kind of movie. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it sure is. Damn right. All right. My number two is um, her daughter, <laughs> after all that, goes and hides in the truck. And she basically tries to kill her daughter like three times during that action sequence. Like, she knows she's in there. And all the stuff she's doing with that truck, like and her in that little cage, would have died twelve times. Yeah, yeah it's 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 like the subreddit. Kids are fucking stupid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, but the fair. mom's stupid for yeah. like she knows that she was in there when she like launched it and did all that shit. I'm like, what the hell? Well, the brakes were cut. Sure, no brakes. Doesn't mean you have to step on the accelerator. You gotta make well, it go how faster. You gotta get through that wall. Yeah, we've all seen speed. Yeah, that's so how you gotta, you know, jump the the one ten. Anyway, if she the little girl survives that, then I'll buy Indiana Jones surviving being a bo- atomic bomb in a refrigerator. Just saying. Nah, and I don't, and I don't buy either. But whatever, it's fine. It's, it goes with this movie, which will bleed more into my number one. But I had to call it out. Why did she pick that spot to hide? That was so terrible. Anyway. Scott, number one. Yeah, uh, number one is Gina Davis here. Um, wow. yeah, she she's same. Yeah, she's she's great. She more more than uh, capable of of the, the snappy dialogue. I thought her and Sam Jackson actually had a a lot of chemistry. Um, the the back and forth that they have. Um, she looks the part. Like like physically. Like, like, again, like I, I feel like. Um, Kill Bill actually, if not outright steals, um, has a lot of coincidences with, with things in this movie. Uh, even down to the part where they're they're playing the song when she's showering. The um, what is it? the uh, the Bang Bang song? No, 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 no. It's uh, oh, fuck. I wrote it down. Uh, Nobody told me about her. I think is the name of the song. Um, that comes up toward the end of Kill Bill 2. Um, at, at any rate, um, like she looks like more of an action star than, like, let's say, Uma Thurman. Um, I realize it's, it, it's movies like anybody can be an action star. <laughs> it doesn't really matter. Uh, but I, I feel like she looked the part. Um, yeah. And uh, like how she, like she, I, I did like her when she was in mom mode at the beginning of the movie. Uh, where they, they seem like the cool parents or whatever, <laughs> her and the, the other dude. Um, mm-hmm. And then she, you know, switches into to assassin mode. Um, yeah, it's, it's just a, a lot of fun. And it felt like she was having fun with it, which I think makes for a better movie. Mm-hmm. 
right. Alex, number one. Same? Yep. Gina Davis as well. I really liked her in this movie. Uh, everything that Scott said, uh, witty banter. I love the way when she was when her uh, assassin persona kept bleeding out, her personality kept bleeding out in a few moments here and there. And she, and it just was seamless when she switched characters. It was pretty awesome. Uh, yeah, and she could she could handle all the the physicality stuff. I mean, we've we've all seen Mortal Kombat, <laughs> so uh, not everybody can be an action star. But uh, it looks like you know they put her through the proper training and everything, so she knew she she looked like she knew what she was doing. Yeah, I think so. She's like she seems like she's athletic, right? With League of Their Own and right, other right. She's been yeah, in. yeah. She's tall. Mm-hmm. Being tall helps. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> Does it help? Well, I mean, when you're when yeah. you're when you're when you're on screen fighting a bunch of dudes. Okay, sure, but not athletic part. But yeah, it's being able to kick dudes and stuff. Sure. Um. All right. Well, my number one is this movie's as Alex to take a praise from Alex is goddamn ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. That's all I got to say. The action sequences. That's that's where I'll forgive the girl in the truck, even though it annoyed me because this movie sets up that you know people are on skates shooting each other. Flying through the air. Alex already mentioned a bunch of this too. So that was. That's what it is. <laughs> Freaking ridiculous action movie. I don't know. I, some of it I buy, some of it I don't. Why I feel that way with this movie, but I'll love every Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, I don't know. <laughs> oh, because you're a huge misogynist, that's why. That's the main reason, I think. Because <laughs> um, you're a misogynist at heart. <laughs> I, I don't know. Obviously, because I grew up on one, and this is the, I'm seeing this as a 44 year old. So maybe that's the difference. Yeah, maybe <laughs> that's probably the bigger reason. But anyway, and I still like this, but the, the ridiculousness. I, I I did like 80 percent of it. I would say okay. that's it for me. Cool. Any honorable mentions from you guys? Yeah. <laughs> First of all, the, the name drop Baywatch Nights. Yeah. yeah. I don't think a lot of movies do that. <laughs> yeah. And uh, did you catch, uh, was that Brian Cox's mother or his wife? His mother, I think. That's the uh, the Miles like... Davis. The Miles Davis lady was from uh, Billy Madison. Okay. That was the funniest line in the movie, by the way, about the cat licking his asshole. It was a dog. <laughs> oh, dog, sorry, about the dog licking, yeah. licking his asshole. <laughs> it's either, it's either gone or it's, or it's going to remain. Or whatever yeah. Uh, yeah, so whatever he's looking at, either gone, gone, or yeah, he's like, stay there forever. He says, I present to you. <laughs> uh. Anything else? Uh, yeah, the, the, uh, there's a couple shots that reminded me of Terminator 2, where uh, she pulled up on the side of the semi, get out, and threw the guy off the truck. And uh, later when she was truck surfing on top of it, after she crashed into the big wall. I was like, oh, like T2. Right. She was truck surfing. Mm-hmm. Just like Teen Wolf. Teen Wolf. <laughs> These waves are mine. What What was the movie I was supposed to put on my list here? Alex, what are you? You were just talking about What? It. Sorry, this is off topic. Uh, oh, Glimmer Man. Glimmer Man, yes, thank you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Phew, I'm glad you remembered. Not a glimmer man, right. a glimmer man. Uh, All right, it's time to rate this. Movie. Oh, wait, one, one honorable mention for me. Uh, I don't know if you guys caught this. The um, besides the New Jersey joke <laughs> about yeah. nobody's escaped New Jersey. Um, it, toward the beginning, when they have the news, like it's kind of in the background, and you hear 
um, just as they're changing the channel to the news, the the end of whatever like monologue the, the anchor's giving, and he finishes it with, "So much for skydiving Santa." On to our next story. <laughs> oh, <laughs> like, I did not get that. Yeah, the joke being that there was a skydiving Santa that parachute didn't open or something. <laughs> and landed Al Bundy's backyard. Oh, yeah, there you go. Alright, as usual, we rate on a scale of 1 to 7, 1 being garbage, 7 being perfection. Scott, what do you give it? Oh, this is. This is they're always, these are always so tough. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I give this a 5. Um, this was a lot of fun watching it again, and then I would sit down and watch it again. There's, there's a lot of uh, fun stuff um, in most of the scenes. Um, big surprise, it doesn't need to be two hours long. Uh, yeah, they, they could have shaved down some of it, but uh, to to its credit, I feel like most of the that two hour runtime is some kind of action sequence. Um, although even that probably could have been trimmed down a wee bit. Um, yeah, yeah, a, a yeah. five. I will say this, and I maybe should have brought it up when we were talking about it. Like, this movie does have twists and turns where, like, you think, okay, this movie's going to be about her trying to figure out her past. And it's like, okay, well, that happened in Act 1. So what's next? Like, it did have, you don't really know the whole story until you watch the whole movie, right? That's how I caught it. I was like, okay, like I said, we're going to find out. The very end of the movie, she's going to find out who she is. She's going to kick everybody's ass. But, like, no, it's not that. It's okay. She finds out who she is. Now she's doing all this next step, and now she has to save her daughter, like that kind of stuff. I did like how it unfolds. Hmm. Um, Alex, I will also give this a number five. Uh, maybe I'll watch it. It's been years since I've seen this movie, so maybe a couple more rewatches. Maybe it'll bump it up to six. But for right now, solid five. Okay. Uh, for me, it's a four. I did not dislike it. I did not really like it. I'll probably never watch it again. <laughs> but it was fun little, fun little movie. Um, well, just so I've I'm, seen it. I'm just happy we, we put something in to make you angry, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, it did not make me angry. Yay, we did it. Uh, okay, and time for a crossover list, which is not what I have here because my list is secret pasta, and I'm pretty sure it's not that. Mm. So, <laughs> well, I mean, if, if if you did come up with that, well, I'll allow it. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I would like to hear that list. Secret pasta. So, hidden pass, secret pass. <laughs> Uh, Casts that makes characters uh, or or movies or whatever uh, that that involve secret past. This is a little tough, just from the standpoint of I didn't necessarily want to put like every superhero ever or every spy <laughs> on here ever. Yeah, um, I, I tried to focus on things where where at least the secret past is a more part of the story than maybe some of the others. Um, but even then, I, I I feel like. My argument would be a little weak for a couple of these, but uh, anyway, I'll go ahead and start with, um, you know, speaking of Kill Bill, uh, mm-hmm. the end of Kill Bill Two uh, goes to that whole speech about how Superman's really lame, except the the one thing that makes it like great, the one thing that makes it better than, than a lot of other comics, is that the the, the hidden identity is actually Clark Kent, uh, or sorry, the hidden identity is actually Superman. Wait, or am I got that backwards? The... Like he's pretending to be human. He thinks that's what humanity yes, is. Yes, Clark yes, Kent. thank you. Uh, but anyways, Clark Kent. Um, he landed from another planet. Like mo- Most of these are like, oh, like something happened to them or they just happened to be born with powers and they keep it secret. But like Clark's is like, he came from a planet that blew up. Uh, although it seems like at, at this point in the comics, like half the galaxy is populated by various Kryptonians. 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, most of them are like hot younger cousins, but <laughs> <laughs> it's like Shelbyville over here. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, so yeah, Clark Kent, Superman. That's literally my number five. Nice. <laughs> yes, and we can marry our cousins. <laughs> why? <laughs> why would we marry our cousins? Because they're so attractive. <laughs> Alex, <laughs> number five. Uh, my number five is a relative newcomer. I still haven't seen the other sequels, but I really like the 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 first movie, and it's John Wick. John the beginning. Wick. That's a good one. Wick. That's a good one. John Wick. Wick. Yeah, just unassuming guy. Uh, just going about his business. He's going through some trauma because you know his cancer took his wife, and then he got a dog. Oh no, the dog that he got with his wife before she passed away. Whatever, and, and you know. These idiots go in there not knowing who he was, kill his dog, steal his car, and all hell breaks loose. It's Theon Greyjoy. Yeah, that guy. What an idiot. Never trust a Greyjoy. <laughs> or a McMahon. Or a McMahon. <laughs> Baba Yaga. <laughs> Baba oh, Yaga. All right. Uh, well, my number five is a, kind of with Scott. There's you could do so, you can take this in so many different ways. Um, and I am going to take this off of something I already said earlier. I'm not a big fan of these movies, but the first thing I thought of when I did see this was Jason Bourne from the Jason Bourne movies. Oh, nice. Yep, this is on my list. Oh, um, all right, I'll let you talk about that more. But um, yeah, that, that's the first thing I thought of. So, yep. Uh, Scott, number four. Uh, number four is a mini spoiler here. Um, so Random. it would be. Uh, Murder in the Orange Express, um, specifically the latest Kenneth Branagh one, which uh, I actually put on my list. Uh, having having just thought of it, this this is a fantastic adaptation of of this. I think it's I, I don't know how many of these they've made. This this would be the third or the fourth version of this. The the Agatha Christie, the Hercule Poirot, um, hmm. but uh, or is, is, it, is Pro? I get the crystal. I'm confused. At any rate, um, th- this is a a just a beautifully shot and, and staged movie with with a lot of great performances and from some notable actors. Uh, so maybe that that's more why uh, this is this is on my list. Um, but the whole secret past thing definitely comes into play here. Cool. I have All not right. seen it. Me either. Uh, Alex, number four. My number four is Riggs from Lethal Weapon. Ooh, Lethal right. Weapon. Weapon. That's right. Uh, yeah, he's just a, a cop that's uh, kind of on, uh, you know, living on the edge. He's a loose cannon, as it were. And then you learn that, you know, when he was a kid, he was actually like special forces, like super elite sniper and everything. He was in Vietnam when he was like 12. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lied to get enlisted. I came across some of you, some of you shadow company pussies in Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Rog. Yep. Hey, Rog. Yeah. Yep. Turns out he's a badass. You know. You know. Player. I was. I was. Uh, That's nice. I don't know why I thought of this the other day. I don't know if it was the second or third movie, but uh, Riggs and Murtaugh are having this heart to heart, and and they're both of them are like kind of weepy, and, and Riggs says something about like. Like, like, I, I have three kids. I, I love them. They're yours. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, Trish does my laundry. I live in your icebox. Like, icebox? Who 
the fuck says Icebox? Oh, an Aussie would say Icebox. Because <laughs> nobody in America would say Icebox. Mm-hmm. Is this when they're in, in the water on the Yeah, boat? I think that's when it is, yeah. Yeah. Anyway. I really, yeah, he didn't write the he didn't write the dialogue. Well, I mean, he maybe maybe give, maybe give his own twist to it. Yeah, maybe he yeah, yeah, lived it. Yeah, and live in your icebox. Live in your icebox, Rog. I love the party. Why was I invited? <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, on to my number four, and that would be Dexter Morgan from the show Dexter. Ah, nice. Mm. Yeah. Um. I mean, the audience is totally in on his backstory, but nobody else is. And then the, his backstory is slowly, uh, for what he knows, too, that's part of his story is blocked out from his mind, and he unfolds over the first couple seasons when the show is good. Um, <laughs> that will so, yeah, be. for people who haven't watched the show, I won't spoil any more than that. But, yeah, Dexter Morgan from the Showtime show Dexter. Nice. Scott, number three. Okay. My number three is... Uh... Chinatown, again. Uh, forget sp- it, Scott. Forget it. Yeah, big spoilers here, um, so I'm not going to say uh, which character exactly. But if you've seen the movie, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, so yeah, Chinatown, like very, very much a secret past. There it is. All right, Alex, number three. My number three is Vigil Morgenstein in A History of Violence. Man, I haven't seen that movie in a while. That movie was great. Which is actually very similar to this one. Where, uh, he, well, th- except uh, in uh, in History of Violence, he's actually just hiding out because he, he wants to uh, Alex, left who, that old life. Who? Vigil Morgenstein. <laughs> I'm, I'm at a loss here. Is that his, is his character in the movie Morgenstein? <laughs> Vigo Vigo Mortensen yeah okay I knew I knew who you were talking about I just didn't know whether you were doing that thing whether you were joking but maybe you weren't joking uh, I was joking okay it's from uh, Always Sunny when yeah. Mac dresses up as Vigo Morgenstein okay I didn't I haven't seen it anyways <laughs> yeah and then he does uh, something that gets him on TV and that's when his past comes uh, crawling back mm-hmm. and he kills a lot of people with violence mm-hmm the Vig. The whole history of it. Yeah, The Vig. Kill me, John Hurt. Come on. I can't shit. I can't home. <laughs> Carlitos way. Yeah. All right. Carlitos well, way. you know I have to get Star Wars on here. Uh, I won't put it at the top of my list, but uh, I kind of think Darth Vader qualifies for this. You go in, especially if you've only seen the first three movies. You know that all is about the past, the past, the past. You know, even from the first movie, they talk about how Darth Vader hunted, turned evil, and all that crap. So, mm-hmm. the, uh, Darth Vader, speaking slash of Anakin Skywalker, Darth Vader. Nice. I, I, I saw a, a on, on my when I was doom scrolling through Reddit as I often do. Um, occasionally, there's there's some kind of uplifting things. Um, this one was. What made me smile, Alex or Scott? There you go. Yeah, that one's good. Mm-hmm. I, I bleach is good. Um, but, uh, this, this one was equally sad and, and sweet. Um, some guy posted, I mean, who knows if any of this shit's actually real, but, uh, this guy posted that, like, his dad was having, like, all kinds of memory problems due to, like, I forget what the exact disorder. They're, they're sitting down to watch, uh, Empire Strikes Back. And so they, like, kind of watched him, like, he, so his dad, like, was a huge Star Wars fan, but. 
it was basically like him seeing that moment for the first time and they like see like the surprise on his face like the like you seen this shit which is actually another funny subreddit but the um yeah yeah it was it was it was was nice and sad too it was like they should have a word for that like bittersweet yes bittersweet for sure (laughs) yeah something like shrug and fraud of it (laughs) not quite that saddening joy joyful sadness that's not what that means. No? Okay. No. No, I mean, like that. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, it says it bittersweet. Yeah, there it is. G- All right. Case closed. <laughs> Case closed. <laughs> oh, wait, I thought that was a figure of speech. <laughs> All right. Uh, my name is Darth Vader, so Scott, number two. Uh, speaking of I- iconic pop culture, uh, Aragorn. Uh, Viggo Morgenstein. One of the one of the two. <laughs> yeah, Viggo Morgenstein, yes. One of the S. Morgenstern, uh, one one of the uh, one of the Dunedine ranges. Uh, mm-hmm. That sucks. I was thinking of something the, from Lord of the Rings, and that did not pop into my head. Put aside the ranger, become the king you are, the king of kings. Mm-hmm. I guess there's quite a few characters. Even Gandalf, you could technically put on your list. No, I've read the Similarian multiple times, so yes. <laughs> oh boy Scott alright never read it you're missing I've out i tried to read it I've tried to read it several times I would, <laughs> I would you know what I, I I I used to be like a big snob when it came to the audiobooks um, but this is one that I, I don't know how it would play <laughs> you're gonna do the audio version of no. it no it'd be a little dry yeah no no this is literally before audiobooks well not before they existed but before they were easily accessible when I was reading the Lord of the Rings books and everything I tried because like, I finished The Hobbit finished Lord of the Rings what's next what's next and I think you guys told me similarly and I got that and, yeah I think it's still in my it's one of the few books I have in my car in case I ever get caught in a snowstorm and I have it as a book to keep me company <laughs> I was going to say you have it just in case you need to burn something for warmth <laughs> <laughs> yeah case I get caught one of them SoCal Orange County snowstorms. I have it ready. Mm-hmm. Oh man, if it ever snowed uh, here, it would be the end times. <laughs> it would be. Serio. Alright, Alex, number two. My number two is Jim, the Waco kid from Blazing Saddles. Okay. Yep. He's just some drunk in the, uh, in the jail. <laughs> the bar takes over. When he takes over his sheriff... He starts, starts telling this yarn about how he was the Waco kid. He had the fastest gun in the West. In the world. And he doesn't believe him at first. <laughs> that brilliant fucking scene with the chess piece. Awesome. That little bastard shot me in shot the ass. Me. <laughs> <laughs> that man drinks like that, he's gonna die. When? <laughs> oh, Gene Wilder. I love you. We must, we must. All right. Uh, my number two is Don Draper from Mad Men. Ooh, damn, that's a good one. Spoilers. So it's spoiler, yeah, but it joking, happens yeah, early joking. on in the series. Like, I've never watched, and even uh, I know about this. So yeah. yeah. So he is an assumed identity throughout the whole series, and you know all that stuff that goes on. It's not a big part of the show, but it's a decent part of the show. Don Draper, number two. Scott, which number one? Number one is the thing that that uh, you put on your list, even though you don't like it, Jeff. And that's the born identity. Uh, so this is the uh, the quintessential amnesia action spy <laughs> series, uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, like I, I I think 
I want to say I actually read one of these books before uh, the first movie had come out, um, not having any idea what it was, and I never really followed up on any of the other ones. Uh, but yeah, it plays into like who was he? What what was he up to? Uh, the the second movie I feel like gives us more of a a uh, a, a look into like who he was in the third movie. They show how he was made, basically. Um, but it's all wrapped in, in secrets on different levels. And going back to Brian Cox again, <laughs> playing, mm-hmm. playing the, the old CAA guy um, in, in the first and second movies anyway. I don't know if he had a flashback in the third. Uh, but, uh, yep, Jason Bourne. Nice. All right. Alex, number one. My number one, I couldn't help but putting a Star Wars character in here. And it's the first one that I thought of. When uh, I suggested this list, but it's uh, Yoda. Numero uno. Mm. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> just come, comes out like just like a little gremlin <laughs> causing havoc, messing up uh, uh, Luke's camp, stealing his light. Turns out, <laughs> Jedi, Jedi Master. Wars not make one great. How do you get so big and such food of such kind? <laughs> Mine, or it will help you not. <laughs> Beats the shit out of R2. He does. Pretty sure R2 is like screaming, I know this guy, this is Yoda, what are you doing, Luke? <laughs> <laughs> Conveniently had their memories erased. Yeah, well not R2. Conveniently had their memories erased. <laughs> Did R2 ever meet Yoda in the prequels? That's a good question. Oh, that is a good question. I don't I don't know if they had a scene together. You know what? That would take time thinking about the prequels, and I'd rather not do that. But uh, I would. It's funny that you should Monday, bro. Know. Yeah, I don't know if... Because why would he be there? Why would he ever be like in the Jedi Council or anything with R2? So I don't think he ever I did meet him, but possible. Mm. All, right. Mm. All right, well, my number one is... It's a mystery to the fans and the character himself the whole time, but it's more about the heritage, and that would be of Jon Snow from Game of Thrones. That bastard? The bastard Jon Snow. And then you find out the whole oh, time damn it. Can I? he's a bastard. Can, can I change my number one? <laughs> Unless no, you don't are... change it to my honorable mention, but go for it. Yeah, these are set in stone. Okay. Uh, well, if I were going to change my number one, it would be... Um, it would be Legend of Zelda. <laughs> it's a secret. But who in Legend of Zelda? It's a secret. Like Ganondorf. It's a secret. It's a Hezrela. It's a secret to everybody. Anyway, princess. It's a past. Secret. <laughs> anyway, it's, anyway, it's a secret to everybody. Gotcha. It's dangerous to go alone, Scott. It is. Yeah. Um. Jon Snow, you find out his, his uh, yeah, all that, all that good stuff. I'd also say another character would be Lord Varys from that show. So, uh, in, in the, so in the books, uh, I, my, my, my interest has waned, obviously. <laughs> uh, but when it does come out, I, I, one of the things I was curious about was if Martin was going to change anything based on the show. Because the show passed up what he'd actually put to page, um, 
So I got to think that Varys is going to be a little cagier. Uh, that uh, um, I think I think the whole John thing, they they could do a variation on that based on the books, but it'll still turn out that he's a Targaryen. I don't think there's any doubt about that. Yeah, I bet that's a hundred percent. So I think it's like a hundred percent that he's Rhaegar's son. Yes. Whether it was actually Lyanna Stark, which it almost definitely was, but there there are some yeah, theories mm-hmm. that it wasn't her. Um. That, but yeah, he's definitely Targaryen. So. Uh, but I think didn't they say like the first meeting with the with those guys that that was the main point, like who's Jon Snow's parents and. I think I bet it's going to be Stark Targaryen kid. Yeah, more than likely. I'm not saying there's. When the hell is Winds of Winter coming out? Is it still not out yet? It's not out yet. Does anyone care? I don't think mm-hmm. so. Like God, God bless George R. R. Martin. He he gave us a shitload of entertainment for quite a while, and then you know, stopped. All good things come <laughs> must must come to an end. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. All right, well, that's it. Uh, my, one honorable mention is Batman, but we've put that on every single list the past five weeks. <laughs> yeah, I know. Fucking <laughs> I'm not funny. doing that. I mean, it just technically doesn't have a secret past. It has a secret identity. Everybody knows uh, that uh, Bruce Wayne's parents were murdered. Mm-hmm. But they don't know that that's Batman. They don't know that's a Batman, yeah. And that's not his past. That's his present. And his future. And his Whoa. past. Whoa. Anyway, well, anyway, that's why I didn't include them on my list, too. Any from you guys? All right, it's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? Oh, Jeff, you must be, you guys jumping for joy, right? Definitely, bro. What are we talking about, man? Yeah, the 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 Krakens, the Seattle Krakens, a brand spanking new NHL team oh, after... the Krakens... <laughs> After single-digit number of years, have we not had a new NHL team? It's true. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, I look forward to them being in the playoffs in their first season. Yeah. But I, I feel like Seattle is a good place for hockey town. For it's, a hockey team. It's, it's weird. It's like if you look at the map of hockey, there is a glaring hole north of San Jose, south of Vancouver, and the whole region of the United States. So... It should do well there. I mean, based on how well soccer does. <laughs> it, yeah, I mean, Seattle's a very good sports town with the Seahawks and soccer and um, Mariners. I don't know so much. But they lost their NBA team. I think the whole thing... So Seattle is a... Um, how do I want to say this without offending everybody in the area? <laughs> uh, just don't. Just <laughs> move on. Well, I'll just say this. They're very um, concerned about the environment. And they don't want to build an arena there because you have to take you have to. I was reading this whole thing about it. like getting the arena built there and updated was a huge process because they all want renewable energies, recyclables, all this stuff. You, they don't want to build anywhere else, so you have to kind of take the old place down where the Supersonics played, and it came this one. This guy's bid this building to get this thing done, and that is what led to the hockey team going there, which. Now that they have that there, it's just a matter of time before the NBA moves back there, too, I'm sure. <laughs> um, Probably. But yeah, and they paid, I forgot, like it's billions of dollars. I think it's a billion dollars to get in. Like Vegas, it's already more than what Vegas spent just like three years ago to get the Knights in. So NHL has kind of said, if you're giving us that much money, we're going to make the 
you're you're gonna be a competitive in your first couple years, unlike it was unlike when it was like say when the Ducks came in twenty five years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um. So it's interesting that I don't know if you know like so every team existing team has to protect like ten guys in their team, and then the the Seattle Kraken have it they can pick the non protected players yeah, in each it team. It does yeah, it does make for a very interesting offseason. Damn. I mean, mo- yeah, most, I mostly just... you're like hoping they don't take any of your guys, but <laughs> so maybe interesting isn't the right word, but mm-hmm. well, yeah. So the whole thing without getting too much into sports, the whole thing with Vegas was everyone was worried about them taking their guy that they made these trades. Like, okay, well, if you don't take this guy, we'll give you this and this and like a backfire. And that's why Vegas got all these good players and they won like right away. And so they were saying, well, no one's going to fall for it this time. But now because of COVID and the salary cap, it is totally fucked. So now all these teams have all these players they just need to get off their roster. They, so they're going to end up doing the same things dumps? again. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Exactly. So take our highest paid player and we'll give you a first round draft pick or something like interesting. that. And it's going to backfire. Yeah, because they'll probably get like, did Vegas get some deal on like salary cap? Or no, or they set the fall? No, so. not really. No, but they just got to pick good players. Okay. But because the salary cap was going up every single year, but now it's not because of COVID, it has ruined everything for the salary cap, and so now all these teams are they're going to make deals like, hey, take this guy off our team to give us room, and you can have our best prospect or whatever. It's stuff like that's going to happen, I'm sure. So, so you know, <laughs> you're getting doing the deep dive here. Mm-hmm. That whatever they paid for the franchise, the billion or whatever, um, how much of that? goes to the NHL and is it like cycled through the teams like how, did, how does that work yeah all the teams get a piece of it I don't know exactly what the percentage is but yeah the, the money is spread throughout the league which means it goes to the teams and then um, and the, the league is a 50-50 split with the players union so they get some of that money hmm. what to the beaks yeah yeah um, and then oh to make this uh fit a little more with our podcast the team is owned by a team um run by Bruckheimer. he's one of the guys that owns the team old jerry <laughs> yeah old jerry because he's a big hockey guy like really? down here in la like he's always has these, these pickup games where he gets movie stars and old ex-players and everything he's a big hockey dude he's been trying to get a team for years so he finally got one up in seattle interesting so Oh, there you go. I don't think he has enough to give up all that billion, but he's like, you know, one of the guys of the group. Like the front man for the group. Oh, yeah, you could just fly people there. up there on his private jet, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 So. Okay. And with that, it's time for Neom News. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. So, no no uh, MCU TV show or movie to talk about. So, this might be one of our shorter episodes that we've done recently. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, just a couple of things from, from me here. Uh, I watched the Mortal Kombat movie, the, the newest one. It's currently on HBO Max. It might be in the theaters. I, I don't know. Uh, did either of you catch it? Nope. I Not saw yet. it on the menu and I went right by it. <laughs> it was okay. Uh, there are um, some some cool things about it. Uh it felt like what this is like a trend with with action movies recently. I, I think where it's an R-rated movie, but it, it feels like it still feels like kind of like PG thirteen. Where in this one there was there was a lot of f bombs and uh, 
some gore. Not not a ton though. I was expecting there to be a lot more. You know, really playing up the the whole Mortal Kombat thing. Yeah. Um, there really wasn't. Mm. Uh, I mean, yeah, mm. yeah, like th- there was like the CGI John Wick, <laughs> like blood spurts and things like that, um, which is always fun. Uh, I don't know if it's any less dumb than the original movie. <laughs> the more I sit and think about it, um, but but all that said, um, still fun. Uh, definitely better fight scenes than, than the other one. Uh, a couple of really cool deaths. The the guy playing Kano is pretty much the highlight of the movie. Um, he's he's a lot of fun. Um, it it does have so it's got uh, spoilers. It's got Sub Zero in it. Um, the mm-hmm. guy playing Sub Zero, at least without the mask on, is Joe Taslim. I think is how it's pronounced. He's from. He's one of the guys from the raid. Uh, he's, okay. He's the the captain. Um, if that if that rings a bell. Uh, I thought he was the doctor, and now he's plain Zero. <laughs> it's just plain <laughs> Zero. It was. I did laugh out loud in the movie when they call one of the other characters calls Sub Zero by his real name, and he says like, "No." Now I'm Sub Zero. <laughs> so bad. Uh, anyway, um, so yeah, this this dude that's a fucking badass. Like again, we we all saw the raid, um, but I feel like it was just a stuntman for most of the movie because uh, he has he has the mask on for most of it. I, mean, I don't blame the guy. Like more power to him if he can get away with that. Um, uh, CDC guidelines. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> that's that's true. There were there were there were several uh, characters in this movie that, that were very compliant. Uh, but, That's good. Yeah, it was it was a little weird because Mortal Kombat is quite the bloated roster at this point. Um, <laughs> oh yeah. So the characters that they did focus on, um, and actually the like the main guy isn't even in the games. Like it was it was a guy they created for the movie, which was I guess interesting. Ermac. Um, <laughs> It was not your man. <laughs> oh, that's not Noob Saibot either. It was, it was not. It's not Noob Saibot. Um, but like of of like spoilers of characters that appear in this and the original movie: um, Kano, Liu Kang, Shang Tsung, Raiden, and Reptile, and so- Sonya and Jax. I guess. <laughs> fucking Reptile. Yeah, Sonya and Jax. I guess. Uh, mm-hmm. And then some of the other ones that didn't get to to, to play in the the other movies. Uh, and then another like random some, some generic guys I guess I don't know if they're in the games uh, but anyways if you're looking for a dumb action movie this this is it uh, cool just did, did not have the the badass soundtrack that was the the song of my childhood oh, Jesus <laughs> they tried to build the movie around that song yeah. it almost worked yeah <laughs> so uh, moving along remember when I said we would be talking about MCU I lied <laughs> Uh, so Marvel just released this. Uh, I think it was like three to five minutes long. I forget how long it is. Um, it was slash like a celebration of the, the previous MCU movies, um, and then uh, like it basically showed the the slate with a bunch of teaser trailer esque footage of everything coming out between now and twenty twenty three. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. Uh, if you haven't seen it, um, I'm. I, they they made this shit for me. I'm, I'm such a sucker yeah. for this. Like just the <laughs> yeah. like nostalgia for something that's barely even ten years old. Like that, uh, or just barely past ten years old. But yeah, they they had uh, like this voiceover from 
Stanley, uh, and it showed a bunch of clips from the other movies, and, and um, yeah, it definitely pushed the button on the on the nostalgia fills. Uh, they they showed the, the stuff coming out in dates, so there. I, I don't know if in these trailers there were or any of this footage there were things they hadn't shown before. Maybe, maybe not. Uh, but they, yeah, they showed uh, Black Widow. They showed more stuff from Shang Chi, from the Eternals. Um, they showed uh, just really title cards and, and no footage for the Marvels, uh, which I'm assuming is the follow-up to, to Captain Marvel. Uh, uh, maybe. maybe. We'll see. Yeah. Um, they, they showed the title card for the next uh, Black Panther, which is Black Panther Wakanda Forever. Uh, Wakanda Forever. Oh, yeah. Um, and then I, I feel like I'm missing one in here, but at any rate, oh yeah, uh, Doctor Fantastic Sh- Four. Do- Fantastic Four was one of them. Um, uh, Doctor Strange into the mm-hmm. into the multiverse, multiverse. Of madness. Yes, thank you. And then finished off for, and this is all like leading up into. So that was like 2022. Um, I think the first one next year is Eternals. Or is that the end of this year? I have the release date. So there's four movies coming out this year still. Yes. Black Widow, Shang-Chi, Eternals, and Spider-Man. Spider-Man, yes. Okay. Fucking forgot about Spider-Man. No footage yeah. on Spider-Man. Just no way Batman. home. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then Doctor Strange is the first one of 2022. It slows down in 2022. <laughs> no, there's still... Tw- there's four in 2022 as well. There's that, Thor, Love and Thunder. Oh, yeah. Thor, jeez. I'm already, I'm already blanking. Yeah. Then the Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, and then the Marvels. Then the Marvels, and then 2023, and this was the last one they showed, um, was uh, Volume 3 for Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, and Ant-Man and the Wasp. Oh, yeah. Quantumania. Quantumania, Fantastic Four. I don't think those those weren't in this this trailer reel, though, I don't think. Yeah, they were. Well, they showed the logos, but they didn't show footage. Did they? Yeah. This is what I get for doing work. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't have time to stop and, and look at this stuff. Uh, yeah, stop doing that. Yeah, that's lame. Anyways, I'm, I'm excited. Uh, just, just curious if they're still trying to... Like, obviously there's going to be tie-ins. But I wonder now if they're like if they're as concerned with building up to something as they were before. Like, to, to getting everybody... Getting the gang back together, as it were. Right. Uh, or if they're just going to do, yeah, uh, a collection of movies. Yeah, and, and that it, took ten years, right? So I bet they'll do it, just not right away. Right, but I wonder if there's going to yeah. be that overall like drive to do it because they don't feel like they have to now. I mean, not, yes, not that they ever had to begin to. with, but uh, I think but with the could. Fantastic Four and X Men, you have these new villains like Galactus or something that will require something, but not for another like four or five years. That's yeah. my that's my uh, assumption. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, not not to get uh, too too morbid here, but I was thinking about uh, Black Panther. Um, like, if if there was gonna be like a Tony Stark esque, uh, like funeral sequence or not, you know that, like, and who which characters would show up for that? Because it makes sense that like Bucky and Sam would would absolutely be there. Um, so I'm wondering like who who else from from the Avengers would would show up for for that funeral? For whose funeral? We, we well, we you know what? We don't even know that he's necessarily gonna like that. They're going to kill for for uh, T'Challa. 
Like, I guess maybe he doesn't have fuel. Maybe he, like, goes off somewhere. Like, it doesn't, like, officially die. Yeah, it'll be interesting mm-hmm. how they handle it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm thinking a lot about that. Is like, we, we talked about this before. Um, you know, who who steps up to, to be the new Black Panther? I mean, do they even necessarily have, like, a singular Black Panther? Is there, like, maybe there's a Black Panther core? You know, like, right now I think even money would be on the either the sister or on Okoye, like, taking up that mantle based on pre-existing characters anyway. Yeah. yeah, maybe. I can't see Okoye because she might not be in line for the royal family because it's usually just somebody of royalty or or somebody that is up at that same right, level but I, can challenge for but it, right. Right, but I think, you know, it would be easy to write an exception for that. <laughs> like, like, they would yeah. establish that, like, you know, who is most worthy kind of thing, not necessarily who has the, the bloodline. Wow. I would like to see... Uh, it'd be cool if it was the, the other guy from the Gorilla Tribe that came and helped Oh, Winston Duke? Yeah. I'm, yeah, yeah that, cool. that could be a thing, too. Like, that guy's mm-hmm. that guy's great. That guy's done some stuff recently. Yeah. It just sucks. You know they were setting up for him to be the next Stark, Steve Rogers of yeah, this next yeah. phase. Like, I'm, 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 like again, I'm, I'm fascinated by, A, like, the post-snap world. Which which is is very interesting to me, but but yeah. also like how does Wakanda fit into all this? Because like like the secret's out now. Like everybody knows who the Wakandans are and what they can do. Like like how could that not like change everything for everybody? Like like it it it, it, it would be like every country in the world would be like knocking on their doorstep basically. If they can get in. If they can get in, yes, that's true. Yeah, like, well, that, that, yeah, like I, I meant more like metaphorically, but yes. I know, I know. <laughs> All uh, right, any, anything else? Anyway, uh, nope, nope. That's an, enough waxing about uh, the MCU. Uh, Alex, anything you want to go over? Yeah, I just saw, I took a bit of time and I watched uh, the animation anthology, Love Death Robots, and mm-hmm. I highly recommend. It is really freaking good. Uh, there's a ton of just animated shorts. Some are okay and some are great, but there's none that are really that are bad. There's always they're all gorgeously rendered, animated. Most of them are 3D. There's a couple 2D ones in there. There's some uh, they're they're you know it's left at robots, so a lot of them do a hard sci-fi bent. Uh, but there's ones that are just you know funny. Uh, a couple of them here and there. It's a little bit like Black Mirror too, because a lot of them are really fucked up <laughs> and, and depressing. But there's a, uh, especially the one at the end. I'm not going to spoil anything, but that one was uh, thought provoking. It was really cool. So I, I highly recommend Love Death Robots with a volume two coming out soon. And uh, yeah, don't let your kids watch it because they hang a lot of dong in these shorts. The dong, the dong, dong, dong. Mm-hmm. Just like the, the song. That's right. By Crisco. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. All right. Anything else? Uh, nope. All right. Jeff, anything you want to go over? Yeah, a couple things. Um, did I mention you could, uh, Kong, Kong versus Godzilla on this or no? Oh, not yet. Possible. Yeah. So anyway, I did. You mentioned Mortal Kombat. I did watch King Kong vs. Godzilla. Um, I enjoyed it. You know, I'm not a big 
kaiju monster movie fan, but it was fun seeing a big monkey and a big Godzilla fight each other. Um, if you're into that kind of thing, I, I enjoyed it. I'll just say that. Um, so okay. if you do like those movies, you probably oh, like yeah, it. I, I missed out on it because I'm lame. I gotta <laughs> now I gotta wait eight months, whatever, till it comes back. Yeah. Eight months. I'm sure we all sooner than that. But um, so yeah, if you missed out on that, sorry to be you. Um, <laughs> and then uh, I was sick uh, last week, so I started just you know watching, you know, going through TV, watching a few things, and the one thing I found was. Um, Silicon Valley, which I had stopped watching. I stopped after season three. I've picked up, watched the last couple seasons, or I'm starting to go through the seasons. Hilarious as ever. Um, did you guys ever watch that show or no? Just a couple of episodes. Like, I feel like I need to, to go back, but I'm a little hesitant now because of all the <laughs> stuff about T.J. Miller. But Yeah, he's not even in the last two seasons. Okay. Um, so, But I think that was pre his... The stuff right now with him, I think he was just leaving because he was like a movie star now or whatever. Um, but anyway, uh, it's I find the show freaking hilarious. Um, as me being in that <laughs> industry, uh, I find you know some of the stuff is a little too true <laughs> and some of it's a little far fetched, <laughs> but uh, pretty good. Um, so that's good. And then, uh, with tomorrow, as we're recording this, tomorrow is the time you hear this, it'll be today, uh, May the 4th. It's coming upon us. Uh, we have not talked much Star Wars lately because there really hasn't been anything to talk about. We kind of, I think all of us here are kind of disappointed with the new movies, although the, the show has been awesome, Mandalorian. So mm-hmm. I'm wondering if maybe tomorrow they'll do kind of a serial, a similar thing with it with the MCU. Maybe Disney will announce, a, you know, the, the new movies that are coming out because we haven't heard anything on that front hmm. since. Uh, so, so they usually reserve that for their. D23 thing? And shareholder meetings stuff, okay. too. They do that all the time. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, I don't know. It'd be interesting. They'll do something. I mean, obviously, The Bad Batch is being released to, uh, tomorrow on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Um, but I wonder if they'll do anything else. So, I'll be looking forward to that. Um, and I will watch at least the first couple episodes of The Bad Batch, see if I, if I like it or not. Um, I'm sure, even if I don't like it, I'll watch it, because... Whatever, it's 30 minutes. I'm sure I can find that time to watch a cartoon. And uh, I think that's it. I stopped playing uh, Warcraft. It's been busy with other stuff. Maybe I'll get back to it. I feel like there was something. Nerd. (laughs) I feel like there was something else. But I can't think of it. So that's it. All right. May the Schwartz be with you. Yeah, may the fourth be with you. Do something Star Wars tomorrow, folks. Drink a blue milk. Um, drink a green milk. Don't. Oh yeah. wait, actually, don't don't hit on your sister. Don't don't do that. Don't <laughs> hit on your sister. Don't. Slice open a tauntaun if you have to. Yeah, stay warm. Ra- race a pod racer. Mm-hmm. Um, go fight some clones. That's a good trick. Yeah, fight some clones. Oh. Kill the Kill emperor. Don't kill Trigger and Dan and the modal nodes, they're opening somewhere, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah, go watch a concert. What do they, yeah. what do they sound like, Alex? Like that. What, what, what about the other guy? <laughs> what, uh, you got to name his name first, Mag- Scott. Max Rebo? <laughs> Not Max Rebo. No, no, no. It's nice noodles. Is that bullshit? No, Snice Needles is the chick with the, the snout. His uh, name yeah. is, um... Oh, what's his 
He's a yuzum. I know his species. Yeah. He's a <laughs> big mouth asshole. He's a, he's a, he's a, oh, what the fuck's his name? Hey, would you blow me? <laughs> yeah, that's him. Yeah. He's got the tonsils for it. Oh, man. What the hell is that guy's name? Ha! None of us know. <laughs> I win. I do know. Yeah, it's for the best. Who near ta? Oh, it's Joe what Joe Yowza. Yowza. That's dumb. Go listen to Lopty Neck. That's I think my favorite Star Wars song. That a band plays that's not John Williams. That's true. Return of the Jedi lost two good original songs in Lopty Neck and Yub Nub. Yub. Uh, one thing I did forget to mention is that Disneyland here in Southern California has finally reopened to, what, 20% capacity, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I heard if you get those tickets, it's pretty gosh. empty in there. It's, it's, it's kind of a field day. Yeah. Get all the rides in like less than 10 minutes. Um, but no season passes and no, uh, I think there's some limitations. You have to wear a mask the entire time, obviously, which just sounds right. like a nightmare at Disneyland. In this heat, yeah. yeah, in the in the heat, I'm just walking around and not being able to shove a churro in your face and. Oh, well, that's why you just put it in between your face and your mask, and then you're covered. <laughs> yeah, no, you can slide it right through and just eat it from the middle. Yeah. All right. That's, Problem that's sanitary, right? <laughs> that's Imagineering, right there. That <laughs> is. Uh, so they, they just see. yeah, like no no fireworks, no parades. No, yeah, no, nothing no, to gather crowds. Yeah, no, none of the stuff we have to like walk through narrow corridors like the castle or the Tom Sawyer's Island stuff, right? Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. I know that California is doing better and better every day, so I'm sure that those numbers will start to to raise. But like twenty percent, okay, that's going to be low. But hundred percent is ridiculous. You know, you, you don't want to go to hundred percent capacity Gosh, I any day. I, I would be interesting to see like what. Like what's sixty percent? Is that still pretty crowded? Like I, I never know what. I'm I'm trying to remember the last time I went where I felt like there weren't a lot of people there. And right, exactly. Like, what is that? It had to be like fifteen or twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like in a day where you think it's still crowded but not super crowded, what is that? Is that sixty percent or is that already approaching like eighty percent? Like I don't know. I think it's, it's hard to tell now because they've they've definitely upped their line game. Like. Yeah, but yeah. it's when you're outside of the line and you yeah. still can't even move. Yeah. That's when it's bad. Mm-hmm. Like when I worked there in the late 90s when it was electrical parade was going out, it was over 100% because they got in trouble. They got some like uh, fire department was like, you're breaking laws here and stuff. And We're that gonna was going to have to give fun. you a $2,000 fine. Yeah, yeah. and then Disney, yeah. <laughs> Disney quietly paid them off. Yeah. There you go. Um but yeah, that was not fun. Even as a cast member, it was like, "Oh my god, I can't even breathe." So, and that's like now those are the holidays. We go on Fourth of July or Christmas or something. You're gonna yeah, get that. Other yeah. than that, it Al- doesn't get. To well, that. Alex, Jesus, was like five or six years ago now, right? The we went after Thanksgiving, like the Thanksgiving weekend. Yeah. Oh, that's yeah. bad too. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't like the worst. <laughs> okay. The, the the weather was a little rainy. So maybe that kept some people away, maybe some of the sure. locals. Um, but uh, yeah, that that wasn't too bad. Yeah, that's about as crowded as I remember it being too. 
Like, as far as, like, waiting in line. For, I do remember, like, like, even Haunted Mansion was, like, an hour or some bullshit like that. So maybe it was really bad. I don't know. Yeah. It's like when Pirates gets up to an hour, you know you're in trouble. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Pirates, they just keep those things moving. Like, unless someone gets stuck between the boats, like, <laughs> they just keep it rolling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That line can look long, but you just don't stop walking the entire time. You're just... Whoop, whoop, mm-hmm. do, 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 do. Those are awesome. Yeah. All right. Uh, enough Disney rambling. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. May the fourth be with you. And Yeah. Go watch a Star Wars. Go watch a Star Wars. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Yippee. Wizard. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you, so feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.